the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, and to think I used to be a liberal too. I didn't agree with teachers or anybody for that matter teaching my children that they didn't have the same opportunities as other children simply based on the color of their skin. People are finally getting it because the mass media has not been reporting on this accurately. It's only through conservative-leaning and Christian outlets that are actually telling the truth about the body. The books today that you're talking about, they're just much more militant and they're targeting even younger children. These kids need to hear that no one is born this way. Our past silence as the church in America has reaped these horrific consequences that we're living through now. Yeah, and to think I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still, still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news articles and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to check out all our articles and resources for parents who want to be watchful about the culture's influence on their kids. And you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com. Today, I am going to move quickly through several news items There's just so much going on, uh, but let's start where we should start with praise and thanksgiving for the Supreme Court overturning Roe versus Wade. It was truly a miracle from God. Roe versus Wade is dead and God designed life has won. Praise the Lord for the magnificent news that this unconstitutional 1973 court decision that legalized abortion throughout our country is over. And these questions about abortion now go back to the states. The Supreme Court issued that ruling on Friday, June 24th. Immediately in Ohio, because of the swift action of Attorney General Dave Yost, the Ohio heartbeat bill went into effect. That law bans abortion after a heartbeat can be detected, which is at about six weeks into a pregnancy, and it had been held up in federal court for three years, but no longer, although pro-abortion groups tried to file yet another lawsuit Suit, but it did not prevail. So we have a statement that we uh, we participated in a press conference that same day on June 24th, and our full press statement is at our website at missionamerica.com about the end of Roe. 
I spoke during that press conference at the Ohio State House. It was a press event organized by Created Equal and Mark Harrington and his crew, and I was so honored to be part of it. The major Columbus media outlets were there, so let me play a clip from the press conference from remarks that were broadcast from the coverage at ABC Channel 6 in Columbus. Well, pro-life leaders tell us Ohio can now save countless lives. Those pro-life organizers say that they think we are moving ahead to a new era. Today's a historic day. It's official. Roe is dead. Roe is dead. Pro-life organizations gather inside the Ohio State House for a news conference. People here tell us it's a day they prayed would come. Truth has finally had its day in court. Roe versus Wade was an unconstitutional fable from the outset, and everyone faithful to judicial interpretation knows that. There is no right to destroy a child. Despite protesters and supporters who fought to preserve Roe v. Wade and a woman's right to choose, pro-life advocates say they will continue to work every day until all life, from conception until natural death, is protected under Ohio law. The U.S. federal government has no say on abortion when it comes to the courts. It's been returned back to the state legislatures. And then, of course, right on the heels of this good news, Ohio became the center of controversy nationally when publicity about a 10-year-old girl who was raped in Columbus began to surface. And she apparently went to Indiana for an abortion. And I'm not going to get into this too much just yet because I want to wait until all the facts unfold. There are some big problems with how this horrible incident has been handled and exploited by those who want to promote abortion. The bottom line is we should pray for this child who has gone through such a nightmare. Again, I will discuss this at some point in the future when law enforcement finally decides to reveal the entire story and tell us the whole truth. But it's clear that the left will do everything they can to destroy children and for those who are allowed to live, then exploit them while sometimes covering up for predators and even enabling their efforts. We are living in truly dark times when prominent voices are demanding the ability to continue the slaughter of the unborn as well as gaining access to young children in schools to keep teaching them absolute deception, to keep grooming activities going, but all the while claiming they are helping children be who they were meant to be. No, not true, but to so many on the left, children are just sometimes useful tools, and if they are not, then they can be discarded. You and I, friends, must be the ones who stand in the gap for our precious children and grandchildren and where we can get them out of the public schools. But if we can't, we must figure out how to overcome what's happening in so many schools. It's transforming the lives and hearts and spirits of so many children, and it's transforming our country. I know there are still many dedicated teachers, and I don't want to sell them short, 
but they are coming up against powers that are fierce and frankly evil, like the influence of the teachers' unions. Let's listen to a clip from the speech of the president of the National Education Association, the NEA, a few weeks ago at that group's annual meeting. Her name is Becky Pringle, and she unfortunately reflects the extreme values of that mighty teachers' union. As we have for decades, we will fight tirelessly for the right to choose. We will never stop. We will fight unceasingly for the rights of our LGBTQ plus students and educators. We will say gay, we will say trans, we will use the words that validate our students and their families, words that encourage them to walk in their authenticity, to love themselves fully, to become who they are meant to be. She wants kids to, quote, walk in their authenticity, unquote, as homosexual or non-binary or queer or gender confused. What the NEA president is demanding here and the audience applause says the teacher delegates agree and want to demand this also is unqualified access to children to be able to continue pushing deception onto them in schools about gender, so-called change, about homosexuality, to normalize these ungodly behaviors in the minds and hearts of little children, and then engage in secret counseling of children behind their parents' backs to convince children that all their stresses and anxieties will be solved if they just declare themselves to be homosexual, gay or lesbian or bisexual, or just change genders. This is diabolical. The teachers' union's power needs to end, friends. It will end when teachers stop paying dues to this organization, stop supporting the state and local groups, the local and state teachers unions that feed into the NEA. They are truly a child corruption group, and frankly, they are becoming subversive to American national stability. It's up to communities to break the stranglehold these unions have on schools, and it needs to happen now. But as far as enabling predators go, there's more news about something happening in Columbus, a group that I have talked about many times in the past, Kaleidoscope LGBTQ Youth Center. And I will cover this when we return, as well as what you might be able to do about this group that prays seriously. It's out there waiting to prey on vulnerable kids to convince them that they are born in the wrong sex body or they are born homosexual, which is a huge lie. We need to stand up against this, friends, and we need to stop the powerful influences that are backing up this organization. This is Linda Harvey on Mission America Radio. We will be right back following these messages. Don't go away. 
A New York school district has been called out for an extremely vulgar lesson for 10th graders that uses a long list of explicit slang sexual words and phrases. I can't say any of them on the radio here. There's an article at the Washington Free Beacon website that gives much more detail. Parents were upset in the Croton Harmon School District after a social media photo showed the terms listed on the chalkboard, but school administrators do defended the lesson, saying it was part of teaching students about the importance of using respectful language about sexual conduct. They said they trusted the professionals teaching this class. No way should anyone buy this. There's no excuse for disrespecting students by assaulting their minds and their morals with verbal pornography. I think there are two reasons this is happening in schools, and both of them involve great spiritual deception. The first is there are many teachers now trained in left-leaning schools of education who believe children need to be freed from the past heritage of their parents' traditional values and basically the standards of Western civilization. They also believe they're helping children to be who they really are, which is apparently teenagers who are ready to engage in reckless sexual conduct. This is a platform of falsehoods and propaganda. But when you see this level of obscenity as presented by these teachers, the second priority I think comes into play, and that is frankly a demonic desire of some people who are sexually compromised themselves to want very much to corrupt the innocent. It's strange, but it's absolutely true. Drag queen story hours are a very visible example of this. Innocence is offensive to many people on the left now. Many want to initiate children into a familiarity with evil as early as possible, in great detail, and inclusive of obscenity, if possible. They themselves probably don't even understand how they are tools of the enemy. To them, innocence is a remnant of Judeo-Christian ethics, and in some schools that have been completely captured by far-left racial politics, they even believe that white privilege and childhood innocence go hand in hand. In other words, to corrupt children sexually is to be equitable. This is truly how some people think. Marxism also incorporates this idea. Innocence is a luxury of white Americans, some liberals believe, so they want to bring all children down to a level of the most soul-shattering urban street language, and they use sex education or teaching about so-called sexual consent as their rationale to try to dress up this depravity for parents. Parents need to clearly see where this emperor has no clothes and call it out for what it is. If you have children in school, you may run into a similar situation. Certainly, we have many pornographic library books available now in schools. Keep your eyes open and don't be intimidated by phony excuses. I'm Linda Harvey. Thanks for listening. When we're thinking about what our kids need for the school year, the one big thing that we can give them is the truth. Let's commit to equipping our kids to stand against the homosexuality and gender deviance agendas. We have resources at missionamerica.com like our many articles, and we have a flyer for elementary age kids called Questions and Answers for Kids about homosexuality. You also may want to get a copy of our 
our book, Maybe He's Not Gay, Another View on Homosexuality for Your Older Children. Go to our website at missionamerica.com. Friends, have you heard this claim that critical race theory is not being taught in our schools? Well, that's not true. It most definitely is being taught in our schools. And we have an article on our website at missionamerica.com that lays out questions and answers about critical race theory and specifics about where it's being taught in schools in Ohio and throughout the country. If you want more information about that and our very popular school corruption and propaganda calendar, Go to missionamerica.com. And thank you so much for your prayers and support. Today's program is pre recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. And we're talking today about various types of child corruption happening right before us, hidden in plain sight, as they say. I know you've heard me report in the past about a group that bothers me very, very much that exists here in Columbus and has for at least 20 years. It's the group called Kaleidoscope, quote unquote, LGBTQ Youth Center. And it continues to weigh heavy on my heart and many others as well. And the reason is that it's a drop-in center for kids ages, here's what they say, 12 to 24. That's the official designation on the Kaleidoscope website anyway, where kids can just show up and hang out, play games, but who knows what else is offered. We know that they do offer sex education lessons. We know that the people that are staffing or volunteering at this center are most likely open homosexual or transgender college age or adult people. And they're hanging out with kids that say they're 12. They say they're 12. Anyway, the kids show up and they are supposedly in a safe space. And safe, now let's just remember that the homosexual activist community defines safe for a child as one where there is never any objection to homosexuality. It's not just being physically safe or safe from actual verbal abuse. No, they're never challenged on on thinking differently or a different moral perspective on same-sex attractions if they have them or gender confusion. The Kaleidoscope folks, like most homosexual activist groups, believe people are born this way or maybe it doesn't matter. Well, it's not true that anybody's born this way and yes, it absolutely matters. They think there's nothing wrong with normalizing these behaviors and offering them to children. The other thing is that parents are completely out of the picture unless the parents want to be or if the kids want the parents to be. Actually, parents are not really welcome. There's no parental notice or permission that's required. And it's totally shocking, but they've been getting away with this for years, mostly in the urban community of color. This is where homosexual activists have used this pattern in city after city after city, in Los Angeles, New York City, but the parents in these communities are not watching all that carefully. So these groups feel that they can take advantage of these kids, exploit vulnerable kids who are probably economically and parentally disadvantaged. And then they, they establish themselves as support for these poor kids. 
Now, these are not poor kids unless you're going to make their lives even more difficult by recommending sinful, immoral behavior to them that only complicates their lives more, not less. And so recently, Kaleidoscope has gained powerful new friends. Columbus City Council is giving Kaleidoscope a $100,000 grant. That's right. Columbus tax dollars will be going to a center that actively and deliberately promotes sinful, high-risk behaviors to impressionable children who do not need to go down these roads. Again, no one is born this way. I know perhaps people are tired of me saying this, but I have to say it over and over. The research has shown nothing on any of this. It's the opposite. There are many, many ex-homosexuals and ex-transgenders, and that's what we should be supporting with our tax dollars, if anything. The sponsor of this measure was the city council president, Shannon Harden. So if you're thinking about somebody to not vote for next time, unless she repudiates what the damage she has done here, Shannon Harden would be a good one to not vote for. This was reported on NBC News 4 in Columbus, and the station's report, as usual, was filled with nothing but praise and uncritical, unresearched regurgitation of the center's spin on all of this. They have a depraved mission, but nobody's quizzing them on that. So Kaleidoscope will use this money for expanding wellness programs for mental health, trauma recovery, building self-esteem, blah, 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 none of which would be necessary on the basis of an LGBTQ identity, except for the fact that these are already troubled kids and they will remain more troubled the more you promote this behavior to them. If homosexuality and gender switching are natural and normal, why would we need to fund counseling to build self-esteem? Now, I know what they're going to say. It's because it's because of people like you, Linda Harvey, and all the Christian conservatives that object to this behavior. No, that's not true. That's not the reason these kids are really suffering. Yes, no one should bully anyone. Even name-calling on the basis of homosexuality should never, never be endorsed. But frank and respectful objections to homosexual behavior, as I am putting forth in this program, absolutely. This needs to be front and center way more than it is. And we need way more people to step up and say and tell the truth. No, the lack of self-esteem is pretty obvious. They have low self-esteem because what kids are involved in if they're encouraged to go down these roads is totally unnatural and abnormal for the bodies God designed for them. People know this and that's the source of the distress. Internally, people just get a sense of this. They may not be able to define it. Well, if you read the word of God, you'll figure it out and we should be presenting that to them. Probably quite a few of these kids have already been sexually molested or sexually corrupted by exposure to pornography. That's how a lot of it's happening today. These are vulnerable kids who will become more troubled the more time they spend being convinced to embrace homosexual behavior, even as a preteen or a young teen, or to pose as the opposite gender. This is or should be considered criminal corruption of a child. This center is enabling the problem, not helping it. Kaleidoscope says they're seeing about twice as many kids as before the pandemic, from 5,000 to 10,000 a year. We are producing more 
young people who are identifying in these sinful behaviors, friends. The promotion in the media, the promotion in the schools, and you've got government entities, the Biden administration, all the way down to Columbus City Council funding and expanding it. This is a huge national tragedy. And the Columbus City Schools have a cooperative relationship with Kaleidoscope. This should make us so sad. So what can we do? I remember not too long ago when the city council in Columbus was not composed of far-left Democrats. There were Republicans, even Republican mayors. How did we get so off track where adults are pushing kids towards sexual depravity and even using taxpayer funds to pay for it? Well, people who live in Columbus need to step up. They need to rise up and find good candidates to run and replace these reprobates. I do not live and vote in the city of Columbus. If you are listening and you or someone close to you is a former homosexual or former transgender, please consider going down to the Columbus City Council and testifying and telling them what's wrong with the Kaleidoscope Youth Center. We need to do what scripture says in Ephesians 5.11. Have nothing to do with the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Again, that's all the time we have for today. Let's send up abundant praise and thanksgiving for the miracle of having Roe overturned. And let's just remember, friends, that with God, all things are still possible. I hope you have a great day. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.